Welcome back, fuck demons, to Sex News with Ray. A friendly reminder for those of you who don't listen to me when I say this part, if you would like weekly episodes, you can pay and subscribe at patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. Otherwise, you're relegated to the every two weeks, and that's all you're going to get. Today, we are joined by Blaine Smith from Metal Comedy. Blaine, please tell us about yourself. Howdy. I'm Blaine Smith. Uh, I am a comedian. Uh, I, I work on YouTube. I work on Twitch. I... Uh, I pretty much, uh, uh, like most comedians, if you let me in somewhere and let me talk, I'm going to try and do it as much as I can. Well, and then my area of expertise is metal, but metal with comedy. Hey, and that's where my name comes from. But like, isn't there anything comedic about metal? I'm sure people want to know. Yes, metal is very funny. Metal is almost exclusively funny. I'm wearing a t-shirt where a, where a, th where a three-eyed demon is wearing a bullet belt and snorting cocaine. I mean, that's hilarious. That's clearly the epitome of comedy right there. Right, right. It's very funny. Imagine my shock when you told me that you're typically not extroverted when I found out what you did for a living and also forced you to talk to me. Yes. I mean, that's very common with comedians. It's like, hey, we love to dance and sing. And then it's like, oh, is it because you're extrovert? And you're like, no, because I desperately crave validation because I'm horribly introverted. <laughs> You say that, but a lot of introverts are very good at comedy because they make observations, whereas extroverts are busy yeah. being observed and oh, not remembering anything that comes out of our mouths as soon as we say it. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a thing that happens. Like if you if you put 100 people in a room and you put two comedians on opposite sides of the room by the end, give it an hour and those comedians will be together and away from 98 other people. <laughs> Just being bitter and sassy. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There's no the, there's a there's a cadence and a rhythm you get to. And then there's also a uh, a general joking around that you forget that you can't do with regular people because, you know, it's like anything. Once you're immersed in something, you kind of get deadened to it. And, you know, the way you talk about sex in Everywhere. front of people can take some people off guard. And similarly, the things I, I had a friend walk up to me, a comedian friend, and uh, and I, I wasn't thinking that I was just sitting with two people and I went, hey, this is Dylan Gott. He is a noted pedophile. And the, the two oh people God. at the table were like, what? And he's like, why did you say that? These are normal people. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. He's it's, not a it's funny because I actually do know a noted. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not. We don't talk to him anymore. Um, cool. Well, it's good to have a straight man back on the podcast. It's been a while. You'd be surprised how many straight men refuse to talk about sex in public. Despite yeah. their the prevalence of straight men sending their penises to women in public, just you know that's where that's where it ends for most men. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the uh, it's the it's the send the penis out into the world and then internalize shame about sex. That's that's the straight man's game. <laughs> right. Please notice me. Treat me like yeah. an object the way that I treat you like an object. But you know, yeah. don't go to an educational session on it. God. No. Well, uh, speaking of penises, today's subject matter is going to be all about your junk. So the article of the day is birth control for men, how a new contraceptive could change family planning dynamics. And it's from Deseret News, which, by the way, I very infrequently actually look up the sources of where I'm reading from, unless it's something very strange. And what I want to tell you is that Deseret News is a subsidiary of the Deseret Management Corporation owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I thought I was in for a roller coaster of a ride with this article, and I was pleasantly surprised, as I'm sure you're going to be. So it's from January 29th, 2022. You can interrupt me to say whatever you want at any time and or tell jokes whenever you feel like it. Be funny. 
I guess I guess the Church of Latter Day Saints. It's only a sin if women are using contraception. But I'm maybe, but like it's actually fascinating. They were very feminist in in their. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's what I mean. Like you're gonna you're expecting a certain kind of thing when you hear Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and. There's just so many of them. It's really hard to keep track of which one's which. You know what I mean? It's like there's a there's a lot of them and they're all Jesus-y, but then some of them are cool. Some of them. I, all I know is Unitarian is the good one. Yeah. Yeah. Or United. Is that Unitarian? I think so. Yeah. I think if you see United Church, it's a Unitarian church. And that's the oh, okay. ones that are like always have the rainbow flags and are like, look, man, we just want to talk to you about Jesus. You can do whatever else you want. <laughs> um, the synagogue that I used to pay dues to would actually like share the space with a Unitarian or a United Church because they're so open minded yeah, about everything. Right? Yeah, they're like, yeah. You like Jesus that you don't think he's a God. That's cool, man. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's yeah. have a discussion. Inter Let's rap interfaith about Jesus. Yeah. Interfaith. Well, the rabbi, which by the way, I will always forget if it's a priest, a minister or a pastor. So I just say the Christian rabbi frequently, which, yeah. you know, uh, that's that shows you my religion right there. As um, as your right should be to help reduce the Christian and the Judeo-Christian uh, You know who says Judeo-Christian? Christians, not the Jews. Yes. Yeah, Just exactly. A fun fact. Let's get into this. January 29th, 2022. That's when this was published. So the University of Utah Health has begun phase two clinical trials for a contraceptive gel for men, setting the stage for a shift in the gender dynamics of family planning. The team will track the results with 12 monogamous Utah couples vetted to be healthy, sexually active, fertile, and coupled for at least one year and at risk of pregnancy. And that's in <laughs> at quotations. At risk of pregnancy. <laughs> uh, does, I'm assuming that means, well, they already said sexually active so I, yeah, and yeah. fertile. So I wonder what that means. Like, are they just only using the pull out method or are they like being irresponsible? With their with are they poking holes in the condom? Like yeah, what they, is that? They got a lot of tattoos. They're at risk for pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, that means that you're probably at risk for getting pregnant. Well, that was a problem, and that's why I dealt with it. <laughs> that's true. You didn't want to care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they're part of a cohort of the larger studies, 400 subjects selected from different locations across the globe. And the drug that they're testing is called Nesterone. It's a combo, combo of progestin and testosterone. For my listeners who are unfamiliar with birth, birth control, uh, women's hormonal birth control is a mixture of progestin, which is a synthetic progesterone, and estrogen. But there's a lot of progestin-only birth controls. That's the mini pill. That's the hormonal IUD. That's the patch. That's next one on. That's like a bunch of different ones. So progestin apparently suppresses sperm counts in a way that is believed to be reversible. However, it also suppresses testosterone. So they supplement it with testosterone to bump it back up to normal healthy levels. I wonder if we're going to get some like dudes figuring out how to cook this shit so that they can just get the testosterone so they can pump weights better. <laughs> that would be something dudes would do. That's actually there's there's a bunch of articles on the the re, one of the many reasons Bitcoin price maintains so high is because people use it to buy steroids on the Internet. Apparently, lots of people use it to do illegal money laundering. It's the yeah. new the new way rich people can make their money non trackable. Yeah. Pay your taxes, everybody. Male participants apply the gel daily to their arms and shoulders for up to 20 weeks, which is now how long it was sorry, which is how long it takes the product to drop a male sperm count below the point of fertility. And researchers will measure the sperm count on 31 occasions over the course of two years. 
And that's when the article now changes tax and talks about how efficacy is one thing, but compliance is another. And here's where we get our quotes from the article. In a world where men have shown hit, in a world where men have shown hit or miss attitudes toward prophylactics, (laughs) including in a world, yeah, (laughs) movie trailer voice, exactly. Men have shown hit or miss attitudes toward prophylactics, including attitudinal barriers to condom use. So there's a reason to question if thorough everyday applications might be a big ask. For that reason, researchers are keen to measure the men's compliance along with each couple's overall acceptance of this new method of contraception. Guys, if we expect women to take a pill every single day, how hard is it to fucking moisturize your arms? I take it back. I don't know any men who moisturize every single day. Here's here's but... a, here's a question. Here's a question. Were they was it originally a cream and they were like, I don't know, man, men are going to be weird about cream. Gel. Gel has a nice <laughs> male sound to it. I mean, it's probably is referring to the consistency of it. I don't know. Um, but I did find it interesting that it's something that you rub on your arms. Uh, yeah. Which makes sense because like the patch is something you can stick on your arm and Nexplanon is a little like matchstick that gets implanted into your arm. So I guess it makes sense that you could get hormones by way of arm. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's uh, testosterone replacement a lot of times comes in a cream um, that you apply. Uh, and it's actually crazy because if you if you're taking tea cream and you have a female partner, uh, you have to be careful that they don't come in contact with your tea cream. Otherwise, you might like accidentally start them transitioning that's <laughs> like as a real like legitimate thing that can happen holy shit didn't know that i gotta like yeah. that's crazy uh well i was just thinking about how they're saying like men have shown hit or miss attitudes including attitudinal barriers economies those men aren't gonna probably go for a birth control gel just throwing that out here like if you don't want to use a condom you're not putting in the effort to get a gel i don't know i will say this uh, uh as condom a man set? I, and as a woman, you know, uh, a gel, you know, obviously it's not helping with the the SCI thing, but condoms, like a lot of it isn't that I like men, most men that are having casual sex. It's not that they are like super stoked to like accidentally get a bunch of people pregnant. It's that condoms don't feel particularly good, you know? Yeah, Marissa and Marissa's my business partner and she and I read a lead. I'm having word problems. <laughs> Marissa and I lead a lot of workshops together. And one of the ones that we have is on STIs and also contraception. And we do all of this. And as sex educators, if we were in a classroom setting with high schoolers, we would have to be like, condoms are great. You should use them. They're not that bad. Try lube. But because we only teach adults, we're like, can we acknowledge that condoms are terrible and nobody likes them? But you know what people yeah. don't like more? Pregnancy and STIs. And yeah. that's why we use them because we're adults. And sometimes we do things we don't like because we understand the consequences of our actions. So condom sex. Researchers are, researchers are concerned with compliance, especially as cultural attitudes more than reproductive science may be the harder hill to climb. Uh, data indicates that adult adolescents eschew contraception because it carries associative guilt a phenomenon diamond says diamond is this person that they're their expert that they've consulted on the cultural aspect says extends to adults as well and that's problematic because abstention from prophylactics contrary to assumptions does not mean abstention from sex so i mean utah i'm assuming is in the south or the midwest or one of those places and it's american with bad sex ed but what they're saying is that teenagers don't like to use condoms and contraception because then that means they would be having sex and they can't be associated with that. And I'm like, I do not know any teenagers in Canada who feel this way. Although apparently there is like teenagers are, are like less about sex than we were. I've heard some random articles say that, but yeah, I mean, I'm interested also like, because this is a hormonal birth control 
uh uh and again i'm just i i i'm not on steroids <laughs> I'm I'm, this is gonna tie a lot back to steroids you're not supposed to do steroids before you're 25 because it can have some like uh, adverse uh effects i wonder if there's any any sort of like the gel won't be available for teens but i yeah. don't know i i mean i'm not i'm not an average male in terms of mindset obviously for a variety of reasons um but yeah i mean it would be cool if you know you could not worry about but then there's like well like an adult man in his early to mid 20s with a fluid bonded partner that they're primarily monogamous with or yeah. even if like an adult male in his 20s who's like hooking up with people like i don't see them not using a gel if they can avoid it mm. like one of the re we're gonna get to this later in the article but they talk about how women would probably want to still be on the pill because they wouldn't trust a guy to be taking his gel properly and i'm like yeah. how many men have we heard say i don't trust the girl to take her pill every like yeah. it's just adding one more responsibility piece to the puzzle right we can yeah. all be responsible for ourselves and if you know you're taking the gel and the girl says i'm pregnant you can be like no you're not <laughs> i'm on hormonal <laughs> yeah. birth control and we use condoms fuck gotcha. you you know what i mean like Anyway, cool. I'll keep going. Instead, you see an attitude that it just kind of happens and you didn't plan for it. And then you can tell yourself, I'm not a sexually active person. I didn't expect that to happen at all. It's a total accident, right? Once again, American teens different from Canadian teens. Yeah. So then the last quote here is, I think the same thing is true with conservative cultures where individuals are ambivalent about the fact that they're even engaging in sexual risk behaviors. That's a real obstacle to planning because it means you have to admit to yourself, yeah, this is something I expect to be doing. So if individuals aren't fully able to be honest with themselves about that, then they're not going to show consistent contraceptive use. What happens if you tell yourself, um, I expect to be having sex, and then you end up being one of those, you know, incels <laughs> like <laughs> i expect sex i'm gel why aren't the women fucking me it's gonna have a gotta have a musk to the gel yeah <laughs> a, a pheromone musk yeah i mean it's interesting because you could also think that the the more conservative societies uh tend to be um uh more sexist as well um and you, that you could like kind of like play into that to get men to take the gel be like man you can't trust these women for fucking anything they're sneaky or they're lazy or they're stupid take the gel dudes we're a conservative society you know vote republican high five i was reading a lot about how historically conservative values have meant complementarianism where it's like separate but equal and it's not that women are dumb it's just this great respect for the woman's role and the things that women can do that men can't. And I'm a feminist who believes more in egalitarian than that. But it's not like this lack of respect so much as respect for the things that those women bring. Theoretically, we all know that there are those men who see all of the things that women do as lesser. Equally important, but lesser. Yes. Baby makers. It's interesting okay the article then moves on to talk about the potential shifting gender relations as reproductive responsibility is primarily on women especially since we haven't had any real progress in birth control methods in a very long time and the quote from the article on this is there's always questions about the degree to which a male focused form of contraception other than the condom was or wasn't a research priority people have always asked why is it women who have to take the pill or get an iud why can't men be more involved with something more reliable than a condom and then it goes on to say the gel may be adopted mostly by couples in long-term relationships with established trust, but it will be on the menu for everyone. The main issue in finding a male contraceptive so far has been finding one that's simultaneously effective and reversible. So we have what's called long-acting reversible contraceptions, a LARC. We have that for preventing ovulation, but we don't have those for blocking sperm, the reversible side of it. 
So that's, you know, this was the well-rounded article from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day yeah. Saints. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ, that was a well-rounded article. Yeah, some good reporting. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, I mean, the 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 thing the the thing that would jump out at me as a consumer, um, when I was reading, the only thing I was like, uh, applied for male participants will apply gel uh, up to twenty weeks, roughly the time it takes for the product. Twenty weeks? That's a that's a long time to be taking something before it starts working. You know what I mean? How many months is that? What's the math on that for me? It's a, it's a five months. That's five months. I yep. mean, if you have to have an IUD for like 10 years and sometimes it can take up to six months for the bleeding to stop. I mean, I guess I just don't care. <laughs> you know, Oh, it's like, not about. Yeah, yeah, it's not about inconvenience. I'm just talking about like. That's the, a long time. Yeah. The, like the 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 onloading the. Yeah. onboarding onboarding process for the uh, empathy, thing like this my empathy dollars for things like this are zero oh, like yeah, i have no the- i have no spell slots for empathy for men when it comes to hormonal birth control and like their problems like oh yeah yeah no absolutely it's just uh it's just about uh what am i my my equipment slots am i gonna put am i gonna slot this in over some arrows or a throwing yeah. knife if uh take 20 weeks to start 20 weeks to start is a long time but well, I mean, twenty, yeah, but I mean, assu- without it, you would be using condoms every time forever. I feel like five months of condoms and gel, and then not having to use it again. For obviously, it doesn't protect you against STIs, but yes, yeah. Well, Blaine, the real reason that I had you on here was not mm-hmm. to talk about balls in general, but to talk about your balls in mm-hmm. particular because you yes. have had a vasectomy. Tell I us have. About- Tell us about your vasectomy, Blaine. Uh, my vasectomy was a a wonderful, magical experience that I recommend to all. Um, and I, I I almost exclusively sound sarcastic, but I mean that excessively, genuinely. I tell everybody to get a vasectomy. Anytime I know anyone that's in a relationship and they like either just had a kid or they say they're not having kids, I was like, "What's that vasectomy situation like? What's going on over there, bro?" Um, because it's like a phenomenally fast easy and not cheap straight up free procedure um it, you can get is in canada where we are located and especially in toronto i literally called the place and they said hey do you have a referral from your doctor i was like eh, i don't really want to bother getting a referral from my doctor and they're like okay we'll have a doctor in here refer you to the other doctor in here. And so they got two offices. You walk in, there's two offices. And like you and another dude walk in to each of the doctor's office and the doctor in the office refers you to the other doctor because a doctor can't refer you to themselves because obviously there's all kinds of ethical quandaries and qualms and 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 other cute words that, that come out of that. Um, so if another doctor has to refer you. So you get referred. You, the, the wait list was like, I don't know, a, a couple of like a month or two, <laughs> like the less than fucking 20 weeks. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, uh, went in the you don't get undressed. You don't even get undressed. It's such a minor procedure. Uh, you, the, you go in in your normal clothes. The only thing is you get a little bit sexy. You have to have a jock strap under <laughs> under your underwear you wear a jock strap in uh there's a hockey equipment store around the corner that they recommend you to so there's a there's a there's a hockey equipment store that is exclusively like parents taking their kids in for peewee hockey pads and like dudes being <laughs> like i like nothing but i don't like condoms um <laughs> and uh and so you go in 
Interesting note for this because you need someone to drive you. My parents were involved in this whole procedure because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a car at the time. So my parents uh, picked me up a truck. Wait, you strip. can't you can't just take the TTC home after getting your nuts snipped? Uh, like- they didn't. They didn't want me to. I don't know. Okay. And it was like five years ago, so it wasn't like super Ubery. They were like, "Yeah, someone should someone should take you." And I guess. I don't know. It's just like my, I got, a, I got a good relationship with my parents. They, they don't care. Um, so yeah, I went in. The guy goes, "Drop your pants like you're taking a shit." He might have said pooping or something less, <laughs> but he said, "Drop your pants like you're taking a shit." And I go, "Okay." And then he goes, "Lie back." And so you're just like t-shirt still on. You lie back. Boom. And he goes, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of discomfort. But this place, there's no knife and there's no needle. This is like, I, I feel like it, I always feel rude describing this process to a woman where they're like, we want this to be as comfortable and relaxed as a procedure as you can. So we've invented new medical technology for the 20-minute vasectomy. Uh, they use a high-pressure aerosol to deliver the anesthetic, not a needle. The <laughs> the man says, uh, the doctor, this is a direct quote from the doctor he says uh uh it it, it doesn't hurt uh it's just a, a a sharp sensation it'll feel a little bit like getting slapped in the balls with a rubber band <laughs> and did it and it does that's exactly what it's I've nailed it that's exactly what it is yeah so it's a high pressure aerosol so it's like some sci-fi shit they just blast uh they just blast uh, uh aerosol at it and your skin soaks it up he goes in with a laser. It kind of he tell they tell you not to look. I of course peeked. It it just ends up looking like he's eating a eating a plate <laughs> of spaghetti. Just coming up. They put a little some. They they separate them. Uh, they do a little titanium crimping on the on the ends. They use a little laser to to you back up, uh, and you are gone. And the the healing time is a week. <laughs> One week. <laughs> I have a story to share with you, and then I have a question. Oh, I remember why you don't take the TTC home. I just remembered this. Go ahead. Um, because of what they did to the area, if you, like, walk home, like, <laughs> your fucking balls are going to be the size of grapefruits. Shit gets okay. wacky if you walk home. I remember okay. a story from a childhood. My friend's dad got a vasectomy, and he was, like, I'll get it. He was, like, a very businessy businessman, and he's, like, I'll just get a vasectomy at the start of my business day and then just keep going about my day and not tell anyone it'll be fine and he had to like get an ice pack for his balls and be like carted home okay so don't walk home from your vasectomy is what don't I'm walk hearing. home for your vasectomy. they do bounce they do rub each other and you know yeah that cremaster muscle must have been working overtime. yeah that's the one that does the up and the down in your balls um cool i'm like obsessed with male genitalia but not in a sex way in a sciencey way yeah. Um, I don't just walk up to men on the street and say, can I see your balls as much as they would love it if I did? I'm sure I would like to go to like an uh, like a like a art show where it was just uh, like people's like balls. 50 different balls. You know, have you considered a sex club? Because you'll get the same view. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. I did find Oasis. It was like a lot of everybody has like that towel, right? Everybody's rocking a towel. The whole yeah, time. you got to go to the third floor. That's when the balls are out. Yeah, or go, I get. Or go for a swim in the pool. I uh, yeah, with or the pool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goggles. Yeah, I would not. Now that's that should be that should be illegal at the front door. They should say no goggles allowed in the pool. I had a friend once before they filled it in and made it a conversation pool. Sometimes he would go just to swim laps because it was a pool, and then he could be naked swimming laps. And I was like, "You're fucking weird," but I love you. Wait, what do you mean they filled it in? What do you mean a conversation pool? What's a conversation oh, pool? 
so is it shallow no, now? The whole thing is shallow. People like me who are five two will not drown. There was one of the issues was that when people wanted to get away from a conversation, if they were short like me, their options were very limited. <laughs> so now it's like the entire pool is shallow. You don't need to worry about drowning in the deep end when you're trying to fuck. There's a lot more. So it's like for conversations. You can have oh. conversations anywhere in the pool. But mm. that was not going to be my story. So here's my story for you. When I was in the ninth grade, I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. So for take your kid to work day, I my parents were like, yeah, you don't want to do what we do. Just go volunteer at a vet clinic for the day. And I ended up volunteering at that vet clinic for a while. And I got to see a kidney vasectomy. And oh, hey. Yeah, like I watched them like, you know, freeze the balls and they literally just cut it open, snip the balls because yeah. kitty vasectomies, you don't need the balls at all. Like it's basically yeah. like you're making the cat a eunuch. They literally just went snip, snip, toss them in the regular trash and stitch that cat back up. And it there took less than five minutes. That's I mean, that's honestly the vasectomy, too. It's the same procedure. Interesting note for for my take your kid to work. Day, I went to a hospital because uh, because uh, I was going to be a doctor before I uh, I realized I was a degenerate um, and I, I got to see a dead body for the first time. That was cool. That sounds terrible. I'm glad you had a great time. <laughs> that was great. Uh, if you would have had a choice of a gel or a different like a lark but the man version like long-acting reversible contraceptive would you have gotten a vasectomy still yeah 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 would you have used that birth control earlier like before yes yes absolutely because my plan was always uh i don't think i want kids but i'll wait till i'm 30 so my vasectomy was a 30th birthday present to myself despite the fact they're free um but yeah i would have man from 15 to, uh, to to 30 that would have been fucking cream me up fucking slip and slide of that shit you know that's exactly oh. what your wife said to you as soon as you're allowed to fuck her again <laughs> yeah. oh fucking uh uh you know uh, uh oil wrestling in in a in a kiddie pool with another dude <laughs> covering each other and that stuff and that's yeah, crazy. Hell yeah. yeah get it done i wish it was that easy for women our parts are too internal for that yeah yeah i know i know a woman who Got a hist a voluntarily voluntary hysterectomy because of uh you know not just not wanting kids, get that shit that out of there. Do you face a lot of judgment as a man who got a vasectomy at thirty, for like you know making that choice to not have kids? Um, I mean, I think I probably skirt a lot of that because I mean I. I, I think people don't want me to have kids based on I, based on my general level of 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 being a a, a, a weird looking metal guy. Uh, you know, I have enough tattoos that they're like, oh, good. That's not happening. Um, but the the thing that surprised me the most about the vasectomy is I get the vasectomy and uh, to, to really kind of plug what you do to give a nice holy shit do adult men not understand how their body and genitals work the amount of questions i get that are insane like just insane i've uh like i've had guys be like yeah but like like isn't it like don't you miss like stuff coming out when you come and i'm like do you think stuff doesn't come out when i come they're like the every single guy that i tell i got a vasectomy to asks if my cum changed did it? It did not. <laughs> I, I'm like, I have never had man cum come out of my body, so. It absolutely did not. The only thing that changes is, and this is an exciting thing for some people, like the first time you come after getting a vasectomy, there's blood in it, so you're like cum and blood, which is a cannibal corpse. So metal. Yes, very metal. Very metal. Um, 
But yeah, everybody's always like, did your cum change? And they're like, I get a wet, especially because I'm telling like I, uh, my vasectomy is part of my act. Uh, and like I'm on the road telling jokes and people after the show are always like asking me questions. And I was like, dude, you're 45. How do you not know how this shit works? I love as just mentioned male anatomy um so for our listeners who don't know how it works when you get a vasectomy you are just basically uh you're detaching i believe the vast deference mm -hmm. from from like the part but the fluid doesn't come from the testicles just the no. sperm comes from yeah. the testicles so you are detaching the tube that allows mm -hmm. the sperm to join with the fluid. Mm -hmm. And the fluid actually, I believe, comes out of your seminal vesicles, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And there's also some prostate fluid in there from the prostate mm -hmm. gland. And then they all sort of combine and come out the tube. And mm -hmm. that's that's how it works. So the only part that's missing from that now is the part that with the genetic DNA component that makes someone pregnant. Mm -hmm. The rest of the liquid is still there. Yep. I, I did it. I, I love, yeah. I, but I just love that there's men out there that think their balls are full of cum. <laughs> That's why they're shaped like that, you know? They think they think their balls are full of cum. It's great. It's great. <laughs> uh was your wife relieved that you got a vasectomy? Uh yeah, she was she was very uh, you know, she uh it was appreciative, I think is the uh is the word, you know, just to like cause she she'd been on birth control since she was like, I don't know, like 13 or something. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of like being like, Hey, here you go. You know, you can stop doing that <laughs> for your entire life. Uh, you know, is, is, is nice. It's nice. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a good shouldering of some responsibility. Goes back to that, that thing around gender dynamics from the article, how like yep. this might shift gender dynamics and responsibility and, a lot of the the conversation around getting pregnant is still something that women apparently do. Yeah. Right. Like it's all a lot of messaging around the girl, the woman was irresponsible if she got pregnant and wasn't she on birth control and like mm -hmm. well she should have been on birth control as if birth control is an option for everybody all the time and that's just not true. Uh, you know, some people do experience terrible side effects and can't be on hormonal birth control and that's fine. Yeah, and it's yeah. also not free. This is worth pointing out. Yep. And I just I look forward to a day when we can look at a man and be like, well, are you taking your gel? Did you miss a day? <laughs> Were you you should have up? been more responsible. Just wore, just turning it like uh, I, I'm just I'm just trying to synergize products. A men's hair gel that also reduces, <laughs> reduces your sperm count. Um, I'm just imagining actually like a butt suppository. I Ooh. think that would be better. Kind of like, you know. I'm thinking like, you know how they have those suppositories for yeast infections that you like put them up in the vagina, but like that, but for butts for men. I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this due to a due to a life lived. We'll just say I have there are I can go get them They're Not 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 only in the past, in the present and the future, I'm sure <laughs> uh, there we we have me and my wife both. Are are big big uh, big uh, uh, proponents of the uh, the uh, the uh, the <laughs> the laxative you fucking stick up your ass laxative <laughs> suppositories, awesome. <laughs> what are they? I've never used one. What does it work? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like a it's like a a, a glycerin bullet, um, and you just pop it up there. Uh, you wait like thirty minutes, and your body just fucking releases whatever it's got going on and the reason 
it's so good besides the fact that i don't know i guess a glycerin bullet up your ass don't feel too bad um is <laughs> like if you most laxatives are oral laxatives so what that means is you eat it and then it's it's gotta work its way through your system so that whole fucking time a it takes a while to work but then b it just works for weight it slow to start and then it lasts like hours right <laughs> you can't take like a fucking uh oral laxative and then like go out <laughs> you know that's you your gotta day. take it before bed and take your morning shit yeah, that's your yeah. fucking day man this thing you pop it up there fucking half an hour later everything comes out of you an hour later you're ready for the swim meter whatever there are some kinksters who definitely knew about this i can yeah, promise oh, yeah, you that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're, I know, I know some people, sometimes when people talk about anal sex, they're like worried about poop, you know, they're like, what if you're bumping against poop or what are you, hey, you know, <laughs> I, I do know. not, I do not recommend taking an anal suppository to clean your body of poop just to clarify <laughs> just to do anal just the sex educator does not recommend Blaine does though Blaine yeah. recommends yeah. Just, just to make sure, like a little bit of douchey, like I don't even recommend frequent anal douching. Like you can do it every once in a while, oh, but no. you should never put soap up there either. No. Um, have you ever taken a shit so good you almost came? Yeah, yeah. I, I love shitting. I absolutely love shitting. I am a, I, I, you know, I, I, I take a shit and then I have to like sit there to like, you know, recover. Like if I take a shit and then I uh, <laughs> go out, especially in like at work or something, and then you have to like interact with people, you feel so weird. You're like, oh, God, I need a minute. I'm not. No, I call people while I'm pooping. Couldn't do it. Couldn't My do best it. friends and I, we've even like video called each other to spend some quality time while you're stuck. I, I, the, that episode of The Simpsons where Bart works at the carnival and they have, there's like that world's tiniest horse and the, and they're like, you'll shovel out the world's tiniest horse stall. And this horse is just like, and he's like, maybe you wouldn't be so tiny if you didn't shit so much. This horse is just shitting and shitting and shitting. Yeah. I feel like I'm that horse because I've always been very skinny my whole life and I don't eat in a way that would suggest that that would be the end result. Um, and I, Every time I take a poop, it's like it's like a, an arm. It's like an arm comes out of me. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that you're no, you're not. You'd try fisting. Uh, it wouldn't I've be an issue for fist you up there. But uh, I've had I've had some stuff up there. I've done some damage to the thing for sure. <laughs> you're uh, a whole private jackass right over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you? Are we can edit this out? Are you into pegging? Are you a pegging guy? Uh, I it into is like it's not i haven't been pegged in a while but uh but we don't have to edit it out either i'll i i've i'll talk Great. about hey, that some, guys, some guys are weird Damn. and cagey about it tell I us know. about no. putting things up your butt as a straight uh, man married to a woman so the 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 situations i've encountered uh with pegging in my life is that i'm not like i'm not super male you know what i mean like i'm not i'm like i i'm i'm I, I'm male, but I'm like effeminate in certain ways and stuff. And so uh, uh, there's definitely been a, a a a recurring pattern of like someone that's like either mostly a lesbian or fully a lesbian or bi, but prefers women. like being attracted to me because I'm a man, but I'm not 
as foreign as you know what I mean. Like there's you've uh, got long flowing hair. I got long flowing hair. Yeah. I I have a I have a lot of effeminate uh, body of mannerisms and body very you know yeah slender and uh, you know. Uh, not an, an aggressive man. So you know, hey, uh, you know they're 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 making a they're making a little bit of a trip towards me. I can I can make a little bit of a trip towards them, and you know, give them a give them a little bit of familiar territory. You know what I mean? Did you enjoy the experience? Fucking yeah, a, letting, yeah, a, letting a lesbian woman fuck you up the ass is Absolutely. what I just. Absolutely. You know, uh, I feel like a lot of people uh, uh, that have sex with a guy that looks like me. There's a there's there's a enjoyment of a combative relationship to sex. You know what I mean? Uh, a little bit of a little bit of combat involved in the sex. And so, you know, you can have some fun of, you know, you're both trying to fuck each other. And, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, there's some fun to be had there, certainly. So you certainly have lived a life. I have. I have. I I would my my general attitude is I the thing that my main enjoyment of sex comes from uh, mostly personal validation and that personal validation is generally the sexual partner or partners having a good time you know I like to be a host <laughs> I like to to be a host You're like what would make you comfortable would you like this would you like that here make yourself at home in my yeah, asshole in exactly. my mouth anywhere you want spread exactly. your legs I'll get into yeah yeah, so yeah. Uh, so that's my main my main kink is the other person having a good time. So I tend to be, hey, whatever you're into, let's fucking party. Uh, uh, poop, pissing and pooping, not 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 that that kind of you know. I, I don't like. You're like, like you'll shit out an arm, and an yeah. arm might try its way up in you, but none. They will not be happening at yeah. the same time. None, <laughs> the, the, the twain yeah. shall meet. Yes. <laughs> the entrance uh, is not an exit at the same time. Yeah. You know, I um, I got a, I got a, I got a sensitive nose to odors. <laughs> I uh, uh, did you lose that during COVID? Because I lost mine when I got COVID. I did not. I that's why at first. So uh, this. Oh yeah, this isn't Twitch. I can I can talk about doing drugs on here, right? Yeah, this is a, my private podcast. You yeah, can yeah. I was like, because I always have to, like I accidentally almost told the story about doing acid on. I was like, <laughs> so I was doing ah, I was doing ass. <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> uh, 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 over over, the, I was I was doing a bunch of ketamine over the holidays, and <laughs> je, my wife just thought I was I was I was hung over. <laughs> from doing a bunch of ketamine and drinking a bunch during my Christmas vacation. I was like, I think I have COVID. She's like, did you lose your sense of smell? No. Do you, can you taste everything? Yeah. Does your back hurt? Because that was a weird Omicron one. Lower back pain, right? Does your lower back hurt? No. You're not coughing? No. You don't have COVID. You're, you're, you've been doing ketamine for six days. <laughs> you had no, COVID. No, I have COVID. <laughs> Did you have COVID? I had COVID. I super had COVID. I got I a didn't... PCR test. I got the thing. I even know I had Omicron. It's on there. I did not lose my sense of taste until I started feeling better. And then it like was gone for five days, which was kind of nice because I hang out with a, uh, a huge pot smoker, as you know, named oh, you Steve. And his room always reeks. And I just couldn't smell it for a week. It was great. And not being able to taste food, not so great. But the yeah. not being able to smell bad things, fantastic. Big yeah. fan. Didn't didn't happen. I, but that's the weird thing about COVID. Like, you get symptoms, and then you get better, and then there's, like, bonus More. symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Did, hey. And we're also in the middle of that season where you're like, is this COVID, or am I just depressed from lack of sunlight? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, my, my symptoms at first, I was like freezing no matter what. I was shivering. I would take a scalding hot shower every morning um, and I had a massive headache. Um, but coincidentally, yes, when I'm when I'm been doing yeah, too many drugs, yeah. <laughs> I wake up in the morning. I generally have a very bad headache and I take a hot shower because a hot shower always helps with my headaches. Uh, so Jackie was like, you're not having ketamine issues and you are behaving exactly like you are. So I don't believe you. And I was like, I got to go get tested. Um, and I got tested like two days before they were like, we're just not going to test anyone anymore. Um, which was interesting that they just decided to stop testing people for COVID and okay so you're i'm just realizing you're a metalhead yep you're married to an equally cool woman yep you have had a vasectomy we've talked about your yep. balls you've put things in your butt i must mm -hmm. find out are you two monogamous what is yes. the nature of your relationship really yes based actually, off yeah. of this appearance you know and know, you mentioned right? oasis i just thought i would confirm yeah no i uh i i would probably be maybe slightly more open to it than her, but still neither of us. It's not really either of our thing. I, I mean, I can, I mean, as, as I'm sure, as I'm sure, uh, uh, this conversation has led you, things get out of hand with me pretty quick. And so like anything I can really like, you know, do ketamine for six days, like, you know, have sex with as many random people as I can in a month. Things just really have a, have a habit of spiraling out of hand with me. So you like I having a few like, rules and boundaries. Yeah, you know, to kind of yeah, to kind of keep me from actually being like, oh, oh, fuck, <laughs> oh no, oh no, I need the gel again. Yeah. Somehow someone still got pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is a great moment to uh, to take a break, and then we'll come back with our listener question. Between working at Oasis and Sex News with Ray, I've had so many women reaching out to me about wanting to explore their sexuality and go on more sexual adventures. With things opening back up all over the world, there's no better time to focus on you. If you want to explore your own desires or experience pleasure in ways you haven't tried yet, click the link to share with Ray in my podcast notes and it will take you right to my Instagram. Let's chat about how I can help you. And we're back. Okay, we have a listener question today. And the question is, do you think polygamy is the solution to cheating or being cheated on? Uh, are you answering it first or am I? <laughs> I think you are. Do you want uh, me to go first? Uh, oh, man, I wish I have a soundboard and... Uh, and uh, I have a I have a clip from you know that you know that 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 song No Limit where they go no 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 there's no limit no 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 that's I mean that's a weird thing I've had I've had a couple of male friends start exploring polygamy and people really I want to sorry one quick amendment. I think this person meant polyamory. Oh, sorry. Polygamy means just like multiple yeah, lives. That's what, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, polygamy won't solve your problems. Polyamory yeah, won't yes. either, though. Um, Continue. Yeah, Paul, I, a couple yeah, guys okay. be like, oh, I think I'm poly. And I'm like, no, you're not. Uh, being poly isn't like, oh, I just sleep with a bunch of people. It's like, you know, you have to like, it's more work and like it's managing a lot of like relationships and people frequently have there's a web of relationships it's not just like well i can't 
stop having sex with people that aren't my wife. So what if I'm allowed to have sex with people that aren't my wife? It's like, that's not really, that's not really, it's uh, it's not really a, 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 a exclusively dick driven lifestyle. No, but also just the assumption that if you can have sex with anyone means that you can't cheat or can't yeah. be cheated on. Like people will always have mm -hmm. boundaries and your, your, your relationship is composed of agreeing to a certain mm -hmm. set of boundaries. So in your relationship, you and your wife have decided that you will never uh, enjoy the sexual carnal pleasures of other people's bodies with your bodies. Your, your imaginations are yours, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Maybe mm -hmm. porn's allowed. Other people would say porn is cheating. You know, when it comes to polyamory, the cheating might just be no sleepovers, no, you know, meeting their parents, yeah. no yep. anal. And if you do any of those things, technically yeah. you've cheated. Yeah, I mean, look, up. hey, I don't know why anyone would ever hey, say no. Hey, no. you could, you could be polyamorous. You could still fuck someone's sister, and they'd probably be pretty pissed. <laughs> well, babe, we were polyamorous. That's my sister. Yeah, I could see that being upsetting yeah, to someone. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I actually, yeah. Oh man, if someone fucked my sister, I well, first of all, she wouldn't, but also like, gross, like. She would be so disgusted with that person. I feel so weird about those families that don't have loyalty yeah. dynamics. But anyway, if stepsisters is a whole mm. other thing, though. <laughs> it's a whole a genre, yeah. even. <laughs> a whole other genre. I like how this person says, do we think? The answer is no. We really don't have much no. to elaborate no. on for this one. No. no, it is not the solution. The solution to cheating on people is to not cheat on yeah. For me, the, the solution like, to cheating to, to I mean, is to just I think a lot of people uh, uh, get into relationships too soon. Um, I think there's a, uh, you know, if you're cheating on people, that means you probably want to have a bit of a freewheeling sexual lifestyle. And you need to just let people know that when you're uh, when you're meeting them and hanging out with them and, uh, you know, and have sex with uh, my whole thing is I always tell people like you just gotta go out there and have sex with people until you're like blah <laughs> I, I do not <laughs> I'm done. I could not yeah. I could not eat another bite of pasta today I have <laughs> I have really run this olive garden into the red <laughs> uh I I think that when it comes to like chronic cheaters or people who do like I think everyone is allowed to make a mistake yeah. here and there but if you find yourself cheating in every relationship Okay, fine. You might be polyamorous. That might monogamy might not be for you, but like you break up with the person yeah. and or you try and open the relationship in an ethical way. If you're cheating, maybe go mm -hmm. to therapy. Maybe therapy is the solution to cheating mm -hmm. and being cheated mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Just a thought with a mm -hmm. professional. Unpack your why. Unpack the motivation. What is the sick thrill of it that mm -hmm. does it for you? You know? All right, and we are starting a new segment as of this week called Sex Ed Story of the Week, which, Blaine, feel free to share one of yours or think of one for the next episode. To get us started, I'm going to share one of my own, and then next week we'll have someone else's. In grade eight and nine, I learned that getting a sexually transmitted infection means that you did something wrong, and no one would ever want to have sex with someone who got an STI. And I want to clarify that the teacher never explicitly said any of those things, but it was conveyed through attitudes, language, and the fact that all we ever focused on was symptoms and condoms. And that is my sex ed story uh, of the week. My sex ed story of the week was in uh, grade 10 health class. Because if you took gym, part of the gym unit had to be health, which is like the 
worst decision to have a gym teacher teach <laughs> sexual education. Like those two jobs tend to be very different. And this is a perfect example of that. So I went to a high school called Weston. It was near, uh, near, near, near Jane and Finch. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Sorry. And, uh, I had my gym teacher who was perfect for Jim was a large Bosnian man who spoke English. I'm going to say 80%. It was 80% of the way to what I would consider a normal everyday English speaker. Um, and, uh, and it worked great, especially in gym because that, that was, a, there was a, there was a bunch of kids in the class at similar levels. Um, and health class is where that all breaks down. Uh, and so he's talking about like, emotions and how like when you go through puberty you're like we'll be more emotional and you got to keep an eye out for it and uh and then we're, we're in the middle he's talking about like this and he's like for example you are walking down the street you see you see woman she is your girlfriend she is with another man what do you do and then uh, my favorite kid in gym class, Zoltan, uh, who is a Russian guy, uh, stands up at the back of the class, pulls out a very large knife in class and goes, I cut the woman and the man. <laughs> and then uh, him and uh, the gym teacher got in like a uh, escalated yelling match uh, about how like you can't have knives in the school and hit blah, 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 this, this and this. And that was like, that's my standout moment from my like sexual education as a child was a Bosnian guy and a Russian guy uh, yelling at each other. Wow. Blaine, where can people follow you? <laughs> they can follow me if they just type metal comedy into any search bar on anything they're on. I'll pop up. One word, no Fantastic. weird spellings. Metal comedy. You can join the De Deviants Defining Elite on Patreon at patreon.com slash sexuitswithray. Big thanks to Judah, our Patreon subscriber, and everyone else who's been subscribing all along. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at sexuitswithray. Submit a listener question or your sex ed story through sharewithray.com slash podcast. Email ray at sharewithray.com or DM me on Instagram on any of my accounts, which I'm about to list for you. Follow me at WifeBayRay on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Razor Latex on Instagram and OnlyFans. And if you are looking for women's confidence coaching type uh, content, you can follow that at Share with Ray. I have too many Instagrams. This podcast is produced by me and engineered by Josh from Josh T Films and is film, no S, and is hosted at sexnewswithray.podme.com. The music by Blake and Brilliant, logo by Dolly Shots Photography. See you guys in a few weeks.